the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, Joe Biden has signed a law proposed by a Republican senator, Josh Hawley. This may shock you, but it was not just signed or not just approved or proposed by Josh Hawley. It was affirmed by every single senator and every single House member. Yes, the COVID-19 Origin Act of 2023 was Josh Hawley's idea to put pressure on the administration to disclose everything that it knows about the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origins of covid Biden signed it yesterday, but I wouldn't get my hopes up because in signing it, Joe Biden said this. See if you notice the loophole. In implementing the legislation, my administration will declassify and share as much of that information as possible. Consistent with my constitutional authority to protect against disclosure of information that would harm national security. Why do I get the feeling that anything in these disclosures that would make, oh, I don't know, Anthony Fauci look bad or Francis Collins look bad or the National Institute of Health look bad. Why do I think that'll be redacted? Because Fauci is a saint to these people. And they will do whatever they have to do to protect Anthony Fauci. It's sad. It should not be a partisan issue. The fact that I don't even know how many people died from COVID. It was a lot. The people who were not allowed to be with their grandparents, their parents, when they died of COVID. Uh, This should transcend all political ideologies, all political perspectives. But it sadly does not. And so I'm not hopeful that Joe Biden will be as forthcoming with details about what the government really knows about COVID as his signature on that law implies. Now, we have one other bit of uh, Joe Biden activity that is getting lampooned from his own party. Although there are those in the Democratic Party who don't consider Joe Manchin to be a part of that party. He is a Democratic senator from West Virginia, and he is not happy that Joe Biden has vetoed a resolution that would have stopped investment advisors from factoring in a company's stance on environmental issues. See, I talk all the time when I'm here with Josh Pick on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show that Josh, as a wealth advisor, as an investment guy, is a fiduciary. And a fiduciary is somebody who is legally obligated, legally obligated, to do what is best for the client. There are investment advisors who are not fiduciaries, And I'm not saying they don't do a great job. They might do a great job. I don't know. But just my personal preference is if I'm going to turn my money over to somebody, I'm going to turn it over to somebody who is compelled by law 
to do what is best for me. Another investment advisor might not be bound by the law and might say, well, you know, if I put Bruce's money into this investment, I'll get a commission of X. And if I put it into this investment, I'll get a commission of X plus one. So it might not be the best investment, but I'll put it in the X plus one because it gives me more money. A fiduciary, somebody like Josh Pick, cannot do that. Well, the Trump administration had issued guidelines, well, not guidelines, but binding rules that fiduciaries could not factor in where a company stood in terms of its environmental compliance, that you could not do something that was environmentally defendable. Oh, look, I'm putting your money into a solar panel company. Is that the best investment you can make for me? Well, no, but I feel good about it. And as a fiduciary, I'm allowed to do that. Trump said, no, you're not. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to plead that something is environmentally conscious and be in compliance with the law because the two are at odds with each other. Okay? Well, Biden reinstated that. And Joe Manchin and others tried to get Biden to rescind that, but Biden refused. It's not a surprise. We thought, hey, maybe Joe Biden's coming around. He okayed drilling for oil in the Willow Project in Alaska. Maybe Joe Biden's had a change of heart. Maybe his desire to be president again is so great that he doesn't mind ticking off the environmentalists. Well, there's a limit to what Joe Biden will do to curry favor with the environmentalists, and he reached it when it came to matters of environmental social governance. Here's what Joe Manchin had to say. He termed Biden's rejection as absolutely infuriating. He said, West Virginians are under increasing stress as we continue to recover from a a once-in-a-generation pandemic, pay the bills amid record inflation, and face the largest land war in Europe since World War II. The administration's unrelenting campaign to advance a radical social and environmental agenda is only exacerbating these challenges. Now, Manchin is not the only Democratic senator to have an issue with this. Another one is John Tester, who's a Democrat from Montana. How does a Democrat get elected in Montana? I would That is, to me, antithetical. But John Tester said this, the ESG rule will weaken our energy, national, and economic security while jeopardizing the hard-earned retirement savings of 150 million Americans. Yeah, it will. But green energy, man, existential threat, climate change, all that. Feel better now? No, neither do I, nor should you. Now, the Hunter Biden scandal continues to nip at the heels of Joe Biden. I saw a tweet this morning. House Oversight put out a tweet this morning with all the bank records that it has received so far from Treasury about wire transfers from Rob Walker to Biden family members. It lists the dates, it lists the amounts. (laughs) This is staggering. Uh, This guy was not exactly hard to follow. The, The money was routed through only one shell company before it would make its way to another company in which Hunter Biden had 
controlling interest or a significant percentage interest. Friday, Hunter Biden refiled the lawsuit against the laptop store owner, the laptop repair shop owner in Delaware, in which he admitted that, yes, that laptop is mine. Now, follow the logic on this, right? When we got the Hunter Biden laptop story about a month before the election in the fall of 2020, we were told right away that it wasn't Hunter Biden's laptop. Ah, it's a Russian plant. All the earmarks of Russian disinformation, right? And that was the defense for Twitter deplatforming the story. Couldn't read it on Facebook, couldn't share it, couldn't post it on Twitter. You got taken off if you tried to. Kaylee McEnany was the White House press secretary at the time. She got taken off Twitter for posting a link to the story. And the story was bogus, right? It was all bogus. Not even Hunter Biden's laptop. Besides, it's a Russian plant. Now, Hunter Biden is admitting that it's his laptop because he's suing the guy for what? Giving his laptop to other people. Is the mainstream media reporting on this? No, they are not. Did they all report at the time that it was not Hunter Biden's laptop? Did they bring on James Clapper and all the other 51 people who signed that letter to denigrate the laptop story? Yeah, they did. Is there such a thing in journalism as retracting an error? Uh, There used to be. Is there any more? Apparently not. Are they reporting that a House Oversight Committee hearing is making the allegation supported by bank records that Joe Biden, excuse me, that James Biden, Hallie Biden, Hunter Biden, and another unknown Biden received $1.3 million from this Rob Walker character, who I'm looking at the list right now. There's like 30 transactions there. Is the mainstream media reporting that? Well, CNN did, but I don't know about the other networks. Again, this story has so many parallels to the Watergate story from the early 1970s, including that it is not right now captivating the attention of the mainstream media. But I don't think James Comer and the House Oversight Committee is going to give up. I think they're going to keep digging. I think they're going to keep coming up with documentation. And hopefully, eventually, it will capture much more interest than it is right now. Well, I don't know why, but Andrew Ginther's State of the City address today was uh, virtual. He did it on tape and released it. So uh, I guess I can give you some highlights. It seems kind of odd to me that he would do it that way. Maybe if you do it that way, you don't have to take questions. Would that be the reason why? I don't you, know. You have something there I for us, I do Pam? have something, if I, if I may. Yeah. Um, we have a freeway shut down, 270 southbound. As you're making your way past Westerville, where it turns from east to south, there's a truck fire. And I just got notice from the Franklin County Sheriff's Office. They have 270 shut down between Westerville Road and 161 in that northeast corner. Oh, that's nasty. If you're on your way to the airport. It's all backed up, so avoid the area. So if it is for the people who would be headed like from Westerville to the airport. Correct. That's correct. East to south. Yikes. Well, that'll back up. That won't take long before that's backed up all the way to 23. Yeah, it could. Yikes. Yes. Uh, Okay, so be patient. Hopefully they'll get that under control and uh, you can make your way through once again. But uh, Ginther, of course, uh, is trying to, I think, avoid too many questions about his stewardship of the city. So he is combining his uh, virtual State of the City address with a social media barrage of tweets and other postings 
like it's happening um, in real time, but it's not happening in real time. Uh, he's talking about curbside recycling and other nonsense efforts like that. Um, he says his top priority is neighborhoods, neighborhoods, neighborhoods. Okay, great. Fantastic. How he, What he will do to make them safer, which will be a bunch of virtue signaling and nothing that will really happen. He's talked about affordable housing and housing solutions, even though we had an independent study that came out by Realtor.com. You can read that today on Dispatch.com that talked about how Columbus rents are way below, way below what other major cities rents are in terms of what percentage of your income it takes to rent a domicile in the city of Columbus. Other cities, it averages 25%. Here, it's 18% of your income. Uh, He has done what is often done when you have a problem that people want you to tend to, but it never solves the problem, and that is form a new committee. The Committee on Violence Prevention, the Office of Violence Prevention. And he has named one of his in-house attorneys and assistant policy directors. Her name is Rena Shack. Is like she's going to be the solution to this. Uh, the solution to this is multifaceted, of course. Uh, one thing that would certainly help would be ending the or reducing the single mother rate in the city of Columbus or single parent rate. I don't want to put it just on single moms, but a youngster needs both a mom and a dad in the home. How much can the city of Columbus do for that? I don't know, but I think at least saying that out loud would be a start. Prioritizing families, making it easier in some way, shape, or form for families. Again, I'm not necessarily a person who has the policy solutions, but it doesn't take a genius to identify where the problem begins. If a youngster is unsupervised at home, if they do not have the nurturing of a mom and the discipline of a dad and the example of hardworking parents who are teamed up to deal with adversity as it comes into their life, but that they are welded together in a committed relationship, that imparts values that push back against some of the solutions that people gravitate to in those kinds of desperate situations, which is crime, which is, you know, other activities that are antisocial and that further the hopelessness in our inner cities. Uh, It would also be, I know, uh, antithetical to any Democratic administration to partner with faith organizations because where else are you going to find a greater hope than you would find in an authentic church? Controversial, of course. Is there a way to do it? Yeah, there is, but not if it's not a priority, and it's clearly not a priority of this administration. And you see the pushback from government toward faith initiatives in the instance of Kirk Cameron, the author of the book As You Grow, which which, uh, extols uh, spiritual gifts and fruits of the Spirit in the way that Kirk Cameron is being vilified for his national library tour, which was concocted, put together to push back against the drag queen story hours that are out there that are planting corrupt ideas in our kids' brains, and which demonstrates clearly the lack of and the failure of parenting in the country because any parent who would take their kid to a quote-unquote family-friendly drag show, well, that's a family that has gone horribly off the rails. This past week in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Kirk Cameron showed up 
for his Brave Books tour, to read his book to parents and kids, more than 500 people there. And they were met by a bevy of drag queens, men masquerading as women, dressed in scary outfits and makeup and creepy revealing costumes, which was done to scare and traumatize kids. Kirk Cameron said of the protest, they were accusing us of scaring children with our books, but they were the ones who looked scary. They were really weird and creeping everyone out. We've had to increase security because of the threats that were communicated to us, and we want to make sure that kids are not a part of any sort of dangerous protest. And here's the saddest part of this story from foxnews.com. Pro-LGBTQ pastor Clint Snekloth shared tips for protesters at future Kirk Cameron book readings, warning them the event will be triggering and suggesting kids who are there with their parents are currently in a cult. This is a purported pastor, a purported faith leader who is pro-LGBTQ, who is saying that Kirk Cameron, reading a book about fruits of the Spirit, about children being loved by God, designed by God, gifted with a purpose in life, equipped with a purpose in life, that he is the problem. Man, you'd see how powerful the devil is and how evil his lies can be and the way that they can land in a mind and gain traction in a mind. That this guy really thinks that he is doing God's work by being pro-LGBTQ and pushing back against a children's book that extols the virtues of personifying the gifts of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, understanding, and self-control. Kirk Cameron says he will not be daunted by these kinds of protests and that he is confident that at future events, (laughs) party poopers, he said, will be outnumbered 100 to 1. See you at the library. That is a person who is committed. Again, when I played the Vivek Ramaswamy cuts for you about what is woke, he talked about the people who are woke try to label you, try to demonize you, try to cancel you, try to make you fearful. They try to make you fearful. You fear the consequences of stepping out and speaking truth. If you are going to be derailed by those tactics... It is instructive to remember that you are giving power to people to cancel you who do not have power unless you give it to them, unless you cede it to them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.